Welcome to Under the Great Lakes Podcast. My name is Gabe with my co-hosts. No one, because it's just me on this episode. Surprise, motherfuckers. Alright, this is just a uh, Oscars reaction episode. Um, ben and Jacob have been pretty busy with their schoolwork. We're getting towards the end of the school year, though, within like the next month. So hopefully we'll be back on track to something a little bit more consistent after, say, Easter, which is in April. But yeah, I'm the only one out in school right now, so I got pretty much all the free time in the world to watch movies and record. With no fault to their own, they're trying to make it big in life and do great things. Something that uh, I haven't quite figured out yet. But on that note, I just wanted to make this quick episode. Don't really want to dive in too deep to these uh, Oscar nominations. Really, it's just kind of giving my thoughts if there's any surprises, any disappointments, any snubs. Um, I already talked to them in our group chat we have, so hopefully they don't mind. I'll kind of speak on their behalf on like some of the things that they brought up. But without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, I'm just going to go from, I'm on the Oscars website right now, and I'm just going to go from the bottom up. Usually that ends with either Best Picture or the lead acting roles end up being at the top of the page so first up is uh writing original screenplay the nominees are judas and the black messiah minari promising young woman sound of metal and the trial of the chicago seven nothing too surprising there the only one if i had to say was maybe sound of metal but at the same time it was pretty unique story so i'll give it that everything else pretty straightforward like a lot of these nominees are basically the same as uh past like precursors like the uh all the different guild awards golden globes critics choice everything like that aaron sorkin having a original screenplay uh nomination for the chicago seven is no surprise at all uh but yeah you know overall pretty solid original screenplay list there we're gonna have an episode coming out probably closer to the Oscars maybe within a week or two of them with predictions I'm not sure if Jacob will join hopefully he does but uh I know Ben is kind of looking forward to this so we'll we'll probably have an episode uh, at least if they're they're not down to do it I'll 100% do one with my picks even though probably not going to be right because my Golden Globe choices were way off <laughs> next up is adapted screenplay so we got Borat, Subsequent Movie Film, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. Um, one outstanding one here that isn't nominated, which I'm surprised, is uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. That got a lot of love, basically, in precursor events, and uh, I'm surprised it didn't hear. One Night in Miami, you know, between that and Ma Rainey's, it was really, for me, in my opinion, it was 50-50 on which one was going to get in so nothing wrong with that nomadland obviously it's been dominating all season so far so i mean if it's going to be one of the top runners for best picture of course it's going to be one of the one of the nominees for adapted screenplay borat 2 is a surprise to a degree um i know the original borat did get nominated as well way back in uh 2007 2008 I'm not quite sure on the year, but uh, yeah, I saw a funny tweet today. Made me laugh. Jacob said in their group chat was how there's only two movies in Oscars history that the first 
and the sequel of a like of a series of movies got nominated for adapted screenplay and it's Borat and The Godfather. Not saying Borat's on the same level as The Godfather, but could argue it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then finally The White Tiger. I have yet to watch this. I know it's on Netflix and I've been meaning to watch it. So that is definitely one that's on my list. I'm going to try to basically watch everything I can that I haven't seen on here to get a better idea of uh, kind of what I'm picking. I'm pretty bad at keeping track of like precursor events. But yeah, I'll try my best. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. And, oh yeah. And then The Father. This one I've been waiting for for a while. It hasn't come out yet. I don't know when it's going to come to uh, to any streaming service or theater in Canada, but kind of just awaiting that. I know Elevation Pictures is either, I don't know if they produced it, but they might have, they might be distributing it. So hopefully they get on that soon. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets dropped just before the Oscars. It's not going to help it in any case uh, from that perspective, but it'll at least get people watching it so they know what this movie is that's nominated so those were the original and adapted screenplay nominees next up is visual effects so we got love and monsters the midnight sky mulan the one and only ivan or yvonne and tenet now i've only seen two of these i saw the midnight sky and i saw tenet mulan i didn't really care for no reason whatsoever i just slacked on that pretty hard and then love and monsters and a and the one and only Ivan, Yvonne, probably Ivan, I actually haven't heard of. But if it's getting a visual effects nomination, then that's it's good enough for me. So I'll definitely throw those onto my list to watch. Other than that, like, it was a pretty slim year, I guess you could say, for movies that would have, like, visual effects, like, debate. I can't really honestly think of anything else, but, uh, all right, next one, sound. So I know they put sound editing and sound mixing in the same category this year. I've seen people agree with it. I've seen people not agree with it. Personally, I didn't really understand <laughs> the sound editing and sound mixing difference. I know there is a difference. I acknowledge the difference. And if they kept it all in one or if they split it up and kept it the way it has been in years past, wouldn't matter to me either way. But now it's just sound. So we got Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Soul, and Sound of Metal. Now that's a good category. I can't off the top of my head think of it, any other movie that would be able to take a spot in there. Greyhound is one that I didn't end up seeing. I know it came out, it was like early last year. It was on Apple TV and I just never got around to it. I've seen the others. Um, pretty straightforward. The thing is with combining the categories together in mixing and editing, it's kind of hard to, like I, like I said, I don't really understand the difference, but I know there's a difference. And now I'm thinking if they're looking at both those things and combining it, or if say one of them go like has a better, does one thing better, makes it sound better, or edits sound better than the other. That's the only thing. But I do know um, in years past, if a movie gets a Best Picture nomination, and then it gets a sound nomination. The sound nomination usually always wins. And in this case, we have Mank and we have Sound of Metal. Now, if I had to choose, in my opinion, and this is very subjective, I think Sound of Metal is the front runner for this. I'll have to look into it more. 
Um, I'm probably going to rewatch a lot of these movies again as time gets closer. So that's not my final prediction. But, I mean, Sound of Metal for the first half of it is very sound heavy. And it's in the name. So there you go. <laughs> All right. On to the next one. We have short film live action. Uh, we got White Eye, Two Distant Strangers, The Present, The Letter Room, and Feeling Through. Live action short films aren't something I've really ever watched in Oscars, if I'm going to be honest. Um, I think that'll change this year as I've, you know, like I said, I got a lot of free time and I'm trying to be the best I can be, <laughs> essentially, for for award season. So I'll definitely check these out. Um, nothing I've seen online is raising any eyebrows. Nothing is, you know, people are freaking out over. So, you know, I'm going to trust social media for once and say that this is a great rounded group next up we got animated short film so we got burrow uh if anything happens i love you opera yes people and genius lochi i'm not sure if i'm saying that right maybe uh but same thing uh i don't like the hard part with the short film animated thing is a lot of the and as we'll talk about them in a little bit is the animated features this year um for the most part in years past a lot of animated shorts at least one or two of them are shown before those features like because all these um animated films got dropped on vod except for onward which came out before the pandemic or before the pandemic was declared a pandemic there was not like we didn't have a chance to see these shorts in theaters so maybe that's why I haven't heard of any of these, or maybe I have heard of them, and I have seen them. I just didn't know of the name of them, uh, but they'll probably be easy to find, so that's definitely another thing I will have to look into. Next up, we got production design. So we got The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, News of the World, and Tenet, another all-around great category. Um, the Father being the only one that I haven't seen yet, and as I said previous, I'm hoping that it gets dropped on VOD or something soon here so I can watch it because I mean I've only heard great things and I've been talking to Ben and we both want to watch it like you can't find that thing anywhere here uh there's certain cat like you'll probably tell there's certain categories I don't really know much about the profession I respect it um everything they do it's something I definitely can't do at least not with the knowledge I have but from my understanding of what production design is and these movies that are nominated definitely agree um if anybody has something that they think would replace something else by all means let us know um, okay music original song so we got fight for you which is in judas and the black messiah it is by her uh hear my voice which is in trial of chicago 7 by daniel pemberton husavik which is the Euro eurovision song contest then the lyrics and music are by savon kotecha Fat Max Zeus, Zus, and Rickard Goranson. Ricard Goranson. The only nomination that movie's going to get. That's the one with Will Ferrell, um, a Netflix movie. But the song's great. I'm going to say it right now. The song is great. Um, then the song, the next one is Seen from The Life Ahead. That one, if I remember correctly, hopefully I'm not wrong on this, won the Golden Globe. So from the only knowledge I have right now for original songs that are nominated that'd be the front runner um and then finally speak now from one day in miami by in this one of the stars leslie odom jr 
almost identical to a Golden Globes nomination. Um, yeah, it's all real good. They're all great songs, uh, from what I've heard. It'll be interesting to see if they do them, if they do perform them at the ceremony again, like they've done in years past. Next up, we got original score. So we got Defy Bloods, Mank, Minari, News of the World, and Soul. Uh, Defy Bloods, original score done by Terrence Blanchard. Mank and Souls done by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross with John Baptiste on the Soul one. James Newton Howard for News of the World and Amiel Moseri. Moseri? Uh, I probably butcher that one. I'm really bad with the names. Uh, for Minari. We've talked in our catch-up episode, Minari... We talk about how good the score was for that. Obviously, Soul and Bank, like Reznor and Ross, are some of the best composers and musicians right now working in working on film, so that's no surprise there. Uh, News of the World has a great score to it, too. Defy Blood's only nomination, I think, and that, um, as I'll do say it, talk about more at the end, is definitely one of the snubs. Not the fact that it had original score, because I can agree with that. The fact that this is their only nomination overall though great wrap up pretty similar for the most part to other events so makeup and hairstyling we got emma hillbilly elegy ma rainey's black bottom mank and pinocchio i didn't see that one before i believe the pinocchio one is the italian film um i have not seen it i have not seen anything of it so that's an interesting one that's definitely one i'll have to look into makeup and hairstyling um it's not really something that i'm a professional in it's one of those categories that you know when they win it and they show you the process and show you kind of like the actor before shoot during shoot stuff like that that's when it fully comes live it's kind of hard when to see see it all done up as like your initial exposure to it for a category pretty great emma being in there no surprise period pieces always always a work of art i'd say especially for hair all right international feature film so we have denmark's another round hong kong's better days romania's collective tunisia's the man who sold his skin and bosnia herzegovina's Zeta. that probably butchered <laughs> i am so sorry uh these four of the five of these are ones i haven't actually heard of because I know that one of them, I think it was The Life Ahead. I think that's Italy, was nominated at the Golden Globes. So, it's a little surprise here. And uh, Llorona, uh, I think was not Argentina. Mm, not Colombia. Who was it? I honestly can't remember. I'm sorry. I cannot remember. But I know that one was one people love. But, you know, the Oscars do love their horror movies, right? So that's probably, that, I'm not saying that's the only reason I didn't get nominated, but, you know, with such good reviews and the reception for it being amazing, I'm a little surprised. Um, when I was talking to Ben today, he raised a point that it did come out in 2019, but that could be in the same vein as, say, Sound of Metal coming out in 2019, but having a wider release in 2020. So I'd have to look into that more. Um, the only one I have seen, but I'm definitely going to watch the other four because I do believe they're available on TIFF's website. At least when I was on there last, they had some Oscar like submissions from different countries. So odds are those four are probably on it. Um, but another round being on there. Fantastic film. One of my favorites of last year. I think it was actually collectively all three of our favorites. Um, Mads Mikkelsen. So yeah, it's ha- I'm happy to see it on there. 
And I'm happy they didn't throw Minari into the international uh, category, which was the big talk for a while was, is Minari going to be international? Is it not going to be international? Uh, I know, I think it was Critics' Choice for Golden, I think it was Golden Globes, threw it into international, then presented it as USA. So it's like, okay, it's a US-based award show and you're allowing a U, like your own country to submit a film. What? Not saying it's not deserving, but like, anyways, moving on to the next one, we got film editing. So we got The Father, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of the Chicago 7, I said four, seen four out of the five of them. Four of them are some of my favorites of the last year. Promising Young Woman I've considered this year since it was released in Canada in 2021. But wherever you want to put it, it's been one of my favorites in the last year, year and a half. Very interesting category. Uh, when we do our picks, I've been exercising the idea of having a couple friends of mine who are in film school kind of pop in and keep or bring their thoughts and uh, predictions. And one of my friends, Sarah, is very savvy with editing. And I think that's her. she said, told me that's her strong suit for, for her program. So I'm very interested to bring her in there, get her to make a pick for me and kind of explain why. But usually things from what I've seen are like lots of editing. I mean, fucking Bohemian Rhapsody won one year. That has some of the worst editing I've seen for something that's like large scale movie. I mean, it is what it is. But if I had to compare that, I'd say Chicago 7 has very similar feel, fast pace, you know, flashy events lots of cuts but yeah another category i'm not too really familiar with i'd say all right next up documentary short we got colette a concerto is a conversation i read that kind of foreign a concerto is a conversation do not split hunger ward in a love song for latasha uh again some i haven't heard of these definitely going to watch them if i can get out get access to them but yeah nothing i've seen online that's kind of pointing in the other direction all right documentary feature so we have time my octopus teacher the mole agent crip camp and collective i can't remember i think it's one of them mole agent or collective is from russia crip camp and my or my octopus teacher is a south african one or Australian one. I can't quite remember on that. Uh, Crip Camp and Time are American documentaries. I've seen one of them. <laughs> I've heard of almost all of them. Uh, I think Collective is the only one I haven't heard of. These are definitely ones I am going to check out. Um, Time and My Octopus Teacher I've heard a lot of good things about. Crip Camp was one of my favorite documentaries I've seen in a while. One of my favorites of the year only movie in here that i felt like got stopped i know it was on the short list was boy state and i'm just not sure what the what's the best word to say what the prerequisites or requirements you need to be able to submit for documentary like when i was looking up where they're from like i think three out of five of them are from different countries so i'm not sure if your country it's kind of like international film where you got to submit it but yeah crip camp great movie i'm probably gonna rewatch that because i know jacob wants to so that one's on netflix you want to check it out but yeah those are the documentary features all right what do we got here we got 
costume designs. We got Emma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, Mulan, and Pinocchio. Again, Pinocchio's not something I've seen, but I've heard good things about. Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Emma. Emma, that definitely being the period piece of the year, came out in January. Ma Rainey's and Mank period pieces to an extent. I mean, you got to get the... They kind of take place around the same time, so nothing nothing too uh too crazy in there nothing i can really comment on and next up cinematography we got judas and the black messiah mank news of the world nomadland trial of the chicago seven judas and the black messiah is one i am watching either today or tomorrow i wish i watched these before the rest makes sense chicago seven is the only one that i'm a little iffy on because I mean, Tenet's there. Tenet is there, and I truly believe that Tenet should replace Chicago 7 for cinematography. But that's really it. News of the World cinematography is it's solid. It's pretty good. Another one, First Cow, which I, I should have talked about an adapted screenplay, but First Cow is another one for cinematography. Doesn't get uh, a nomination. Doesn't get any nominations, actually. And they got a lot of love leading up to the announcement today so really surprised there but yeah first cow and 10 air two that i really think should have gone and in this category and then obviously we know nomadland is the powerhouse movie so there's that and now we got animated feature film so this is no surprise like there was no question that any of these movies wouldn't be in this category because <laughs> it seems like these were the only five animated movies that came out so we got onward over the moon Shaun the Sheep, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. I mean, it's pretty, like, the, the love for Soul and Wolfwalkers was way, like, out of this world. So, it's really between those two. Obviously, the heads lean towards Soul to be the winner, but Wolfwalk Wolfwalkers has seemed to win in a more international awards base. Soul has won a lot in U.S. awards base. I don't know if that if those correlate at all, maybe it's due to Soul's uh, placement in, I think, New York City. Maybe just being, like, taking place in there is just closer to home than Wolfwalkers. Like, I guess Wolfwalkers is international. It's Irish. But yeah, I mean, that, this was no surprise at all. Now let's get into the juicier of categories. So first up, we got actress in a supporting role. So we got Maria Bakalova for... Borat subsequent movie film, Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman for The Father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and Yo. Oh, I don't want to butcher. I am so sorry. Yu Jung Yoon for Minari. Past pre- or like precursor events. Um, this one will be an interesting race because I'm really not sure. Like, there's a lot of love for Yu Yu Jung Yoon for Minari. Maria Bakalova, everyone thought, was out of the race after not winning the Golden Globes, and then she ended up winning Critics' Choice and a bunch of other stuff. And But then you also got Glenn Close and Olivia Coleman. I mean, I'm sorry, Amanda Seyfried, but, like, your competition is pretty hard there. But, yeah, this will be a really interesting one, if, if I'm going to be honest. I'm really interested to see what happens, especially closer to the event on that. Somebody missing out? I can't, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anybody that really missed out on this category yeah i think it's pretty pretty solid all around 
Let's do actor in a supporting role. We got Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of Chicago 7. Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Paul Racy for Sound of Metal. And Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. Now, this is an interesting one. Because, one, on one hand, you got Trial of Chicago 7. You got a stacked cast there. And as we talked about on our podcast, we weren't really sure who was going to be the... Uh, supporting role nominee um a lot leaned to sasha baron cohen but a lot of people said eddie rainman or redmayne and uh, a lot said uh what's his name mark rylance mark rylance was another one so i mean that was just so hard i just yeah that was a really hard one to even pick i'm surprised they didn't put more than one in there that's another thing so but i'm happy for sasha baron cohen for you know basically dominating this year getting getting that nomination that's really big for him uh and then you got daniel kaluuya which he's been in the supporting role race all year they've campaigned the shit out of him so no surprise good for him he's won i'm pretty sure almost every single event so far and probably win more leading up to these so he's looking very strong uh leslie odom jr another great uh performance from for one night in miami Another one we talked about on the podcast, and Ben and I were kind of discussing who we thought was going to win that, and, you know, great for him. He got a supporting role nomination, and he got an original song nomination, and I'm pretty sure if I get this right, of the last four years, last four Oscars, somebody who was in the best original song race also got a acting nomination, uh, most notably one of them being Lady Gaga and A Star Is Born. That's great. Uh, and then the final two, Paul Racy and Lakeith Stanfield. Paul Racy never getting like any nominations in any precursor event. So this is a big shock. And I know a lot of people are really happy, and I'm really happy for him too. He definitely deserves this because he was great and put a lot of heart into that performance. So I'm glad that they recognized him with really no... Uh, nominations for anything else beforehand and then we got lakeith stanfield who a lot of people i like i, I haven't like i said i'm watching it next couple of days so i'm my knowledge on it is very slim but if i know one thing it's that people are not or people are happy for him and it is one of the biggest shocks that he got in for supporting but people don't think he's a supporting they think he is the lead which is fair. I'll have my own opinion on that. But for one, congrats to Lakeith Stanfield. Whether or not he should be in supporting or lead, that's a whole other thing. But I'm happy they put him in there at least. And actor in a supporting role, that's the only one that's not in there. It's Alan Kim, and that's a robbery. Alan Kim should be in there. He is adorable. Let's go to actress in a leading role. So we got a video... Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andre Day for United States vs. Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. You know, this was, I'm pretty sure, the exact same for the Golden Globes, minus, uh, who was it? No, yeah, I'm pretty sure this was the exact same. <laughs> uh, my bad, but yeah, overall, like, for what I've seen, I know United States vs. Billy Holiday is coming out at the end of March, at least, I think, in Canada, so I'm hoping. So that's the only, oh, and Pieces of a Woman, I 
is on my list. I'm going to watch that. I've seen everything else, and yeah, these they all put up great performances. It'll be very interesting to see because I know people love Andre Day in United States with Billy Holiday, but the reception of the film hasn't been all that great. Promising Young Woman has got six nominations total, and Carrie Mulligan anchors down that film, so this will be a really interesting one to see, that's for sure. If there's anybody left out, I don't think so. I think it's because it was a pretty slim year, but I think overall that was, was pretty solid nominations there. All right, and actor in a leading role. We got Riz Ahmed, Chadwick Boseman, Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman, and Steven Yeun. Um, I didn't read the movies right now. Riz Ahmed's in Sound of Metal, Chadwick in Ma Rainey's, Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman in Mank, and Steven Yeun in Minari. Again, great category. The only one that isn't there. And going back to what I said before with The Five Bullets is Delroy Lindo isn't nominated, and that is a crime. <laughs> so, I didn't think Gary Oldman was all that great in Mank. Um, I, like I said, I've yet to see The Father. Um, Chadwick is, rest in peace Chadwick, he's been, this movie's, he, movie's pretty good. He's fantastic. I think it's still one of his best roles he's ever played. I mean, and I'm happy to see Steven Young on there. That was one thing. Minari's getting a lot of love. They had six nominations total. So this will be a really interesting one. And I'm really happy for especially Riz and Steven, um, getting in. Those are two that I'm super, super happy about. And we got two categories left. We got directing and best picture. Directing, we got Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. I hope I didn't butcher that. And Chloe Chow for Nomadland. Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. David Fincher for Mank. And Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round. Chloe Chow, no, no surprise there. She's been a force to be reckoned with all year. And, you know, good for her. I'm really happy to see another Asian-American get a spotlight essentially like this. It's great. Great to see. Same with Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. Fantastic. Fincher, I mean, can't have an awards year without Fincher. That's, well, I mean, when he released the movie. Emerald Fennell was a great one. I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, but... That's a great nomination for her. And, you know, same with the final one. Thomas Vinterberg directed one of my favorite movies of last year with another round. That was a surprising one. You know, I have nothing else to say. Those are fantastic. I'm really happy with that another round. The only one, you know, Spike Lee for Defy Bloods. I can't believe that movie didn't get a fucking second nomination for anything. And finally, let's see if I can find best picture. We got The Father... Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising a Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. You know, nothing too surprising in this. They're all, this was all suspected. You know, I'm, I love to see Minari, and I'm sure from what I've heard about Judas, it's going to be another one that I'm really happy to see on there. Chicago 7, I mean, that was given same with Nomadland. And Promising Young Woman. Those are all movies I suspected, but really happy with that Best Picture nomination. This is, like, arguably the some of the best movies of 2020. So that is it. That's my initial reactions to... But other than that, that's it. So uh, thanks for listening to me basically just read off 
Oscar nominations and not really say much about it, but this was fun anyways. Um, I promise more episodes are coming soon once Jacob and Ben kind of finish finish their schooling and get caught up with with the life ahead. Other than that, um, thanks for listening to Under the Great Lakes podcast. My name is Gabe. You can follow us on Twitter at UTGLpod, which is usually in the description below, with along with the timestamps and our letterboxed accounts, which are in the description down below. All right, thank you for listening, and we will see you soon, hopefully.